Well, hey there. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the question, what is a financial coach? I'm going to cover three advantages to working with a financial coach, and then I'm going to offer you a free resource, something I created called my comparison worksheet, the financial coach and financial advisor worksheet that I created to help you determine which of these professionals you might want to work with, if any, and some of the advantages and disadvantages to working with both. Stick around because we're going to cover the ways to help you ignite financial freedom. Welcome to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast, where I give you perspective as if I'm in your shoes so that you can remove the worry of money and create the life you want for you and your family. I'm your host, Clark Bradley. I've helped countless others reach their goals. Are you ready to join me as you pursue financial freedom? Welcome, welcome to episode 10. Look at that. 10 episodes of the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Time flies. I can't believe it. 10 episodes already. Holy smokes. All right. So today we are going to address the question, what is a financial coach? Sometimes I get this weird look when I tell people I'm a financial coach. They're like, oh, like a, like a, like stocks and stuff, right? I'm like, eh, kind of. It's more so what I used to do than what I'm currently doing. So definition from NerdWallet, which is an awesome resource, by the way, if you haven't checked them out. So NerdWallet says, a financial coach is an advisor who can help you reach your financial goals by teaching you money management skills, such as how to build savings or pay down debt. Financial coach can help you prove, improve your financial literacy. They do not, however, tend to make investment recommendations or manage investments or tell you to buy Coke and not Pepsi or buy mutual funds, or sell insurance, or what have you. That's more your traditional financial advisor, or investment manager, or stockbroker. Financial coach is going to focus and help their clients on more of the behavioral and emotional components of managing money, and they will focus on what drives your financial decisions and help you create a better attitude and a healthier attitude leading to better money habits. Now that tends to lead towards more of the preliminary or introductory or beginner kind of conversations when it's financial independence or personal finance, such as managing and starting a budget, balancing a checkbook, managing your cash flow from month to month or from paycheck to paycheck, organizing your debt, building your emergency fund, stuff like that, right? So what specifically does a financial coach do would be understanding spending habits and helping and helping you learn how to change them, setting goals financially and working with you to help you reach them, creating a budget and sticking to it, understanding more so the emotional components and, and what drives you to make decisions related to your money, establishing an emergency fund, building debt, or scratch that, establishing an emergency fund, paying off debt, Maybe building your long-term savings from a from an overarching or from a big picture perspective. For example, how much you should save and maybe in what buckets. But I deliberately don't go into specific recommendations of buy this mutual fund or buy that stock or buy that Bitcoin or buy that whatever. Because yes, it's important to know what vehicle and what investment to drive and, and to invest in. But it's just as equally, if not more important, as to how much you're saving. And first and foremost, we've got to build a firm foundation before we can put the roof on the house. So to me, 
setting the emergency fund and paying off the debt and getting all of your ducks in a row with managing your spending and managing your behavior and managing the thoughts around money, that's the foundation. That's pouring the concrete so that your basement is solid and there's no leaks, right? Michigan, we have a lot of basements and a lot of leaks in basements up here. So that's the that's the uh, analogy I think of. But you can't put the roof on the house before you've got the foundation and you've got the walls and the drywall and the studs and all that stuff to support it. And if you're trying to figure out, should I put money here in this Roth IRA or this 401k or this Bitcoin or this mutual fund and, and where do I put it? That to me is jumping towards the roof before you've got the firm foundation. So don't get too ahead of yourself, right? So three advantages to working with a financial coach. Number one, accountability, motivation, and validation. So the first one, accountability, of course, there are check-ins, depending on the, the type of time frame you might choose to work with a financial coach, whether it's me or somebody else. Sometimes they'll have time frames or packages and different sessions you can buy into. It's almost like a, if you will, Similar to like working with uh, with an attorney almost, and you're paying for their advice on a per session basis or per hour basis. But you're going to have, you know, if, from a financial coaching standpoint, you're going to have regular check-ins, whether it's every couple of weeks or monthly, based on what you're attempting and trying to accomplish. So for me, it's check-ins with clients to make sure that they're on track and progressing towards their goals financially. It's also, of course, keeping them motivated to continue forward and to remind them what they're fighting for, what's their why, what's the purpose. So I had somebody give me some feedback that I asked her a question, what are you afraid of? It was in an email and she responded that, I'm afraid I'll never pay off my student loans, afraid I'll never be able to pay or to plan vacations with my family, afraid that we're never going to have enough for a successful retirement, afraid of constantly being in the hole and living paycheck to paycheck. And even though our daughter is young, afraid that when the two of us, her and her husband, pass away, our daughter will be left having to handle all of our debt. So that's a pretty solid motivation and a pretty solid why as to why they're doing what they're doing and why they're fighting and sacrificing and clawing their way through to reach their goals financially. And I'm privileged enough to be along the sideline cheering them on and holding them accountable and helping them reach those goals financially. And the third one is validation. Sometimes people just need to hear that they're doing something correct or that they're on the right track or that their dreams and their goals and their aspirations are realistic and that they're not crazy and that just because everybody they know has been in debt and student loans are just a part of life and a mortgage is a part of life and they might want to pay those off, they're not crazy for thinking so. They're not crazy for wanting to start a business or do something different or pursue a passion as opposed to just keeping their head down and working in a corporate grind for 30 years. So validation is an important part of it. I've had several occasions just recently where just simply telling somebody they're doing a good job. Hey, you're on the right track. I understand why you're doing this. It's not easy, but it will be worth it. Language like that, that may keep people going, keep people motivated, keep people focused on what they're doing. So that's the first first advantage, is that accountability, motivation, and validation. Number two reason or advantage to work with a financial coach is establishing financial goals. So we sit down, or in, in the case of the pandemic, and if we're not located close to each other, we will get on a conference call through Zoom, 
and discuss what kind of money goals you have, whether it is paying off debt or building your savings or stopping the paycheck to paycheck cycle or understanding why you make the decisions you do financially, whether it's overspending or impulse buying or trying to feel some kind of a a release through your spending, it's tapping into that emotional and that mental aspect of financial goals. So you might have money goals, which are related to dollars and cents, of course, with debt payoff and building savings and whatever else might be, but you also certainly will have emotional and or mental goals related to your money. So maybe that's stop the goal of to to stop using money as a way to feel better or as a way to entertain yourself. So for me, it's certainly, you know, going out to eat was a big one and still occasionally is, or buying things online that I don't otherwise need, or maybe it's just because I'm bored. Or to make myself feel special or feel valued or trying to keep up, right? Impressing other people with the type of car we drive or the type of clothing we wear or the purse or the jewelry or whatever. For men, it's, you know, the type of watch you have, the shoes you wear, whatever, right? And then the third advantage of working with a financial coach is to understand the thoughts and the feelings behind those habits. So the first thing would be, you know, you're understanding the circumstance that you're in. So the circumstance might be I owe 15,000 in debt. I owe 30,000 in debt. I am no longer allowed, I am no longer able to balance my payments on a monthly basis. We are at the point where we no longer have enough money coming in to meet all our bills. So the circumstance could be our income does not cover our monthly expenses. And then there's a thought that comes from that. Maybe it's a feeling of, or a thought of, I can't make it. I can't make any headway. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm drowning in this sea of debt. And certainly the feelings could be discouragement, lack of motivation. You kind of want to just curl up and not do anything about it, right? I've been there. Not a good feeling, by any means. And the action you take, or probably in this case, the inaction you take, is sitting on the couch, watching TV, trying to disassociate and disconnect from any of those feelings of inadequacy or discouragement or negativity from all the poor decisions that I made in the past. Again, been there, done that. And so it's just a perpetual cycle. You continue to take inaction because of the poor feelings of the decisions you made, or you justify and and, uh, make further poor decisions with your spending and going out to eat and whatever it might be. And again, that cycle just continues. And down the rabbit hole you go. Or, over time, you slowly reintroduce new thoughts instead of, I'll never be able to make any headway on this debt I'll never be able to balance my checkbook. This money stuff is too hard. I was destined to be in debt forever because that's just how it goes with my family or so on and so on to I'm taking small steps every day to improve my finances. I'm going to make one financial decision today that I'm proud of. Whatever it might be, introduce a new thought and there will be a feeling that is 
result of that thought that's different than it was before. I'm going to make one financial decision today that I'm proud of. I'm making choices today that will make my future self proud. And maybe you take action. Maybe you put an extra $5 on that credit card. Maybe you cook dinner tonight instead of ordering out. Maybe you're staying home because you don't really need to go to the store and it was your usual way of decompressing or making yourself feel better. Instead, you're going to find a book that you have been meaning to start. Doesn't cost you anything, right? And you're going to learn something new about some passion that you have or some side project that you want to start or maybe some side hustle that you want to begin. So that's the action that you take instead. So we ask ourselves, right, the thoughts and the feelings behind those habits related to money. Are we there to entertain ourselves with our with our money, with our habits, with our the food we buy? For me, it's the 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 beer I'm drinking or the the things I shouldn't be buying online or the the going out to eat or whatever it might be. Are we there to impress other people that we don't really know or that we don't shouldn't quite frankly care what they think? But I'm guilty of that as well. It's easy to fall fall victim of that, I think, especially as Americans. The fourth reason, an advantage, fourth advantage to working with a financial coach is there is no conflict of interest. So here's what I mean by that. As a financial advisor, conflicts of interest are built into that role. And that, you know, the individual themselves, they're not, they're not necessarily guilty of it or, or, or more prone to it necessarily. There are a lot of good people in that industry. But just by the nature of how they're compensated, there are conflicts of interest built into that industry and based on just how they're paid. What that means is that the, the mutual funds or the accounts that are called managed accounts that, that, are, that they charge a certain percentage each year to manage your assets and buy and sell and so on or the insurance products, all cost you as a client, some of them, not all of them, but most of them cost you money to buy. And the advisor gets paid to recommend those products. So if that person owned a hamburger place in town, let's say you owned a hamburger place in town here, and I asked you, hey, I'm new here. Where's the best place to get a hamburger? Do you think your answer would be skewed or biased because you own a hamburger restaurant here in town? What would you tell me? Hey, you know what? There's this place down the road that's super good. You know, it'd be one of your competitors. Or would you tell them to come come to your place? I don't know. That's a tough question to answer, maybe. So there is a bias built in because... Certain types of accounts and certain types of funds and certain types of products through that platform for financial advisors are paid differently and paid more in some cases. So there is a bias that steers them to recommend certain things over other things that may or may not always be the right and best option for you as the client. Now, again, most of the advisors that I used to work with and are in that industry 
have the right motives and act truly as a fiduciary, which just means they put their client's interest and client's needs ahead of their own pocketbook, right? But not all of them. And that's part of the reason I left was that after a while it started, it just didn't sit right when I'm looking at vehicles and products and investments that I believe were overpriced and not always the best option for the client. And too often I'd meet with clients and see that their potential was untapped. Maybe they were willing to, at the very least, make a few choices on their own related to their money, set up some things from an automation standpoint, and put themselves ahead of a vast majority of the population with just a few choices on the front end to automate and to set themselves up for long-term success. So if they're willing to make a few choices, they can avoid all of that overpaying an advisor and purchasing expensive funds and products that they didn't really need or maybe probably didn't even understand. So then that's when I left last year in 2020 to begin this business as a financial coach, to start this podcast and to help people like you take control of their financial future. And there are advantages and disadvantages to both financial coaching and financial advising. My next episode, I will I will highlight a little bit more the p- comparison and contrast of the two roles and where it might be appropriate to sit down with a coach versus sitting down with an advisor so that you understand what's the best fit and what's the best time for you possibly to work with both or maybe to work with neither for that matter. But throughout all this experience in the industry and on my own personal finance journey, I mentioned this in episode one, but it bears repeating. The first truth that I realized is that debt payoff and budgeting is worthwhile and it should be easy. You can follow a simple automated system to reach your goals financially. And the second truth I learned, and this is particular to the personal finance and financial services industry, is that planning for your future and long-term investing should be easy to automate and it should be inexpensive. It is not reserved only for those who sit down with a money manager and who are able to meet six-figure account minimums. Now, as a financial coach, I am compensated differently than a traditional financial advisor. As I mentioned, it's similar to almost, if you will, an attorney who you would pay for advice and pay for their opinion, professional opinion, hopefully, right? And so my compensation is not tied to whether you buy a particular fund or invest in a particular vehicle or buy a particular product. So the advantage, of course, is that I'm not biased to where and how and what you do with your money. If burying your money in your backyard is the best way for you to reach your goals financially, then go bury your money in your backyard. I don't care if you buy a company A or company B or buy fund A or fund B or go invest in company A or bond B or Bitcoin or Apple or Google or a Vanguard fund or a Fidelity fund or a insurance product because none of that matters. As a financial coach, I am not biased to where you put your money because I'm only concerned as to what's in your best interest and I'm giving my opinion and my advice based on what I would do in your shoes. So you can invest in whatever company you want and whatever place you feel is to your to the biggest advantage of of you meeting your financial goals, or maybe you do determine that, you know what, 
I need to go see my brother-in-law because he's been bugging me to go come sit down with him and have me give him my money to manage. And maybe that's the right decision. So to wrap things up, there are advantages to working with financial coaching. There are advantages to working with a financial advisor. I'll cover that in the next episode. In a nutshell, a financial coach is an advisor who can help you reach your financial goals by teaching you many money management skills, such as paying off debt, building your savings. And truly, the important part is understanding the behavior, thinking, and action behind how you're motivated and what you choose to do with your money. Because everything else should fall into place if you can understand the the habits and the tendencies of how you're managing your money. And I learned that kind of the hard way and took the long way around of how we would spend money and how we would make you know, decent money at times, but certainly spend far too much. And so that was the biggest learning lesson for us over these last several years regarding how not to just make more money, but also to plug the holes in the boat, so to speak, with how much money was going out, right? Because we could, we could take several buckets and fill the, fill the boat or fill the bathtub with the income, but we had too many holes in the bottom of the bathtub. We had to plug several of those. So from experience, I can help you understand managing the spending side of things, limiting that, and wrestling with the thoughts of trying to entertain yourself or trying to distract yourself by means of spending money. So that's all I got for you today. Uh, As a quick win for today, though, I do have a comparison worksheet comparing and contrasting the differences between a financial coach and a financial advisor. There is no email required. Go to ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash comparison. I will put that in the notes here. At the end of that worksheet is a link to a complimentary 30-minute strategy session with me as your financial coach. Certainly check that out, or if you'd like, you can go directly to my page there and sign up for your free strategy session, ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash coaching. Stay tuned for additional episodes coming up here where I take on your biggest questions related to money. To submit a question and have it answered here live on the podcast, go to ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash podcast and submit your question on the form on the top of the page, and I will answer it here live on the show. All right, everybody, that is all from me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to see future episodes. Go ahead and give it a rating and review so I can help more people ignite their financial freedom. And I wish you good fortune. I'll see you next time.